beautiful dream. Stopping the wheel. You're not the first person who's ever dreamt it. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. What's up and welcome nerds to another edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Broadcasting right here all across Houston, the Woodlands, Galveston, Dallas, Fort Worth, Oklahoma City. This is Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. I'm Corey DLG and I'm hanging out with little brother Nico. That's me. How's everybody doing? How was uh, everybody's Christmas break? Oh, everybody had a wonderful Christmas. Uh, how was yours, buddy? Well, it was good. I got to see some family. I got to see you. Saw the new Speederman. So, oh That's no, true. a pretty, a pretty successful Christmas. There you go. Uh, I guess without being like too spoilery, uh, what did you think of the Spider-Man? So this is my second time to see it. So I got to see, like, I, I got to find the little things that I was looking for the first time. Oh, it's 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 something else, man. Like this is a movie that like sh- theoretically shouldn't exist, but like, oh man, it sure does. <laughs> It's it's kind of a crazy idea what they do, what they did. Um, from the previews, anybody who hasn't seen the movie, you already know that they incorporate several of the villains from the previous Spider-Man franchises into this movie. Um, so that in and of itself is kind of interesting. The Marvel Cinematic Universe has been teasing the idea of using the other actors from the other franchises for a while in a couple things. In WandaVision, they featured the other version of Quicksilver when Wanda seemed to be summoning her brother. Instead, it was, um, I believe it's Aaron Taylor Johnson is his name, and he's the guy from uh, Kick-A, for lack of a better word there, Kick-A. Oh, yeah, that is funny. I didn't realize that. And he played the Quicksilver in the X-Men Marvel franchise stuff. Um, And so they featured him in that, which I thought was kind of really interesting and really cool. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's difficult not to give anything away, right? But it's it's clear that they've been folk they've been kind of showing this this whole phase of the Marvel chapter, um, and I think it's really interesting. And they've also really they've also started kind of incorporating more stuff. They obviously announced. Um, I think I, this might be slightly spoilerish, but it's a very minor thing. They had announced right before the movie came out that Charlie Cox had basically agreed to join MCU as Daredevil and reprise his role as Matt Murdock Daredevil. Um, more interesting than something they had kept under wrap was in the Hawkeye show, Vincent D'Onofrio does in fact return as Kingpin. Um, so they, you know, they've been bringing stuff back into the fold, and then they've also been teasing that anything you've seen before might be fair game. And this movie goes a long way towards it. I thought that was really kind of interesting. You know what this means? This means we're definitely going to get Hugh Jackman's Wolverine for the 50th time. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, he's the only guy that I honestly think is done. Uh, so I sad. Mean, it, it would be awesome because I, I don't think there's a better Wolverine, honestly. But I just, I, I really do think he's the only guy. That, to hear him tell it, the amount of work it takes for him to get into the, the shape that is Wolverine 
is just exhausting. Well, I mean, yeah, he's like Hugh Jackman isn't like he's he's a big guy, but he's not like he's, you're no one's naturally that big, like right without consistent, like laborious effort. And also, he's he's an older fellow, you know, not to not to take away from from what is the Jackman, but he is. I believe in his mid to late fifties now. Yeah. So getting into that kind of shape for any real length of time, unless you're a professional wrestler is, is kind of hard. Or I guess if you're in one of the expendable movies. Yeah, that's true. Those guys are always jacked. You know, the, uh, allegedly the juice helps allegedly, allegedly. Um, I don't think it's all just prayers and vitamins for those guys. You're telling me that at 50-something years old, you can't just flip the switch and <laughs> gain 40 pounds of muscle? Uh, Look like an 80s action star? Literally from the 80s? I, I don't know a lot. I know I don't think so. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I don't I don't want to be the guy who says it definitely can't happen, but it, it feels like it definitely can't happen that way. That's fair. I'll allow it. <laughs> Who knows? You know, I mean, we don't need a we don't need a super young buff Wolverine. We just need a Wolverine. He shows up. If he plays old man Logan, I can see him doing that. Yeah, see, either have him do that or like just have him show up in one scene, like he did in uh, the oh, first yeah. class. Yeah, just f's him off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably one of the better scenes of that movie like that movie's only okay that scene's better than most things in that movie yeah because it's really funny because they walk into the bar and they're like uh logan they just f off <laughs> and they're like all right well we'll leave thank you for your time all right, well never mind never mind <laughs> and it's funny because either one of them could really you know in a situation they could handle him pretty easily but he's just like not interested and they're like yeah it's fair yeah no, we get it. No, we understand. All right. Thanks for your... Thanks anyways. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest of the movie, they're giving like the hard sell to everybody. They're like, you don't have it. The fate of the world is resting on this. And he's like, not interested. And they're like, yeah, no, we get it. We get it. I like to imagine like Professor Xavier's like, yeah, this guy's pretty jacked. I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> like... Magneto's like, dude, is this skeleton made of metal? That's crazy. Yeah, they're walking out, and Magneto's like, you know what I felt? And Xavier's like, you know what I felt? And they're both like, yeah, this is probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of funny. <laughs> All right, now I do wish that happened. <laughs> like, we get one other scene of them walking out, like, that guy was nuts. Yeah, like, just one scene where they're both like, that guy was a total mess. Not even... Not even a little bit interested in having him on the team. I think we're making the right choice. <laughs> and then they just do like four minutes in the car. Of like, can you imagine if we had to work with that guy every day? Like, <laughs> like I can't even unpack. Like, I don't even know how old he was. <laughs> His brain was just this weird, just slosh of all kinds of memories. <laughs> it was all terrible. Really sad. Yeah. It's like a, like a bad anime. <laughs> oh, that would be pretty great. I would enjoy that. Oh man. Um, 
So, so other than he and Ryan Reynolds actually just recently said that he's taking some time away from acting. Um, uh, he. He's tired of being away from the kiddos. The kids have reached that that age, I guess, where they're communicating. They don't see him a lot. But who's gonna be Deadpool? He already that's, is. Yeah, that's kind of my like. It's. I guess it sounds really selfish to be like, "Hey, uh, how come? Um, who's gonna be Deadpool if you take this break? Like, <laughs> hey, I know I, you love your family or whatever, but what about us? <laughs> we're your family too." Are we though? No. I mean, I guess we made him like hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, like he owes us. He, he owes. That's the worst kind of like. <laughs> we <laughs> made you, you the worst fandom ever. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't come hang out with us, Deadpool, then you don't love us anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, like that's the best part about Deadpool is that they don't. He doesn't necessarily need to be like in everything, and nor does he have to have like long parts and roles. He can just show up whenever. Yeah, listen, Deadpool can be a comedy in the end. Like, it doesn't need to even. It's almost like Suicide Squad, right? Like, they can peg it into anything. Right, and also the fact that they they don't even necessarily need Ryan Reynolds. They can just like put Deadpool and just have him in non-speaking roles, just like in backgrounds and stuff. <laughs> Or like, realistically, like they could just hire him to voice it over, right? Yeah, like that can't possibly be as expensive. Like, like they don't like, ever. He's even... never gonna take the mask off. Right, right. We're just gonna have someone else in the suit. Don't worry about it. Look at the um, the guy who always plays animatronic stuff that then gets voiced over by someone else. Yeah. Um, uh, Doug Jones. <laughs> we'll get Doug Jones and <laughs> just have him do all the Deadpool work. And yet again, just recast his voice. <laughs> just tow over him. He's the um, he he was the original voice and body actor for the Silver Surfer in Fantastic Four Two, and then he also in the Hellboy stuff is the uh, Abe the Fishman. He's the body guy for that too. And, and what with all of that, they recast his voice. <laughs> Dumb over him. I'd be so angry. Well, they're like, like, like I mentioned, like him talking to his face. He's like, no, you don't understand. They just like dubbed over me. And they're like, dude, that's not you. Yeah. Well, and more annoying, like one of the the director, I think it was Fantastic Four, explained it really well because they brought in Lawrence Fishburne to be the voice of Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. And he was like, listen, it's a really easy way to slot in one more movie star that it, it you know, for like a week's worth of work, like, because it's hard to get everyone on the same schedule for movies. Like that's a lot of times one of the key issues. And so this is like we don't even have to do that because he can just come in whenever and do the voice work. Right, which is probably how they're gonna do Deadpool from now on. Like that'd be really funny. Like I think it'd be a really smart way to do it too, honestly. Yeah, they're like, oh, don't worry about it, Ryan. You can hang out with your kids. We just need you to cover the studio a couple hours, get some lines, we'll we'll, we'll work it out. Thanks, anyways. <laughs> like, it'll probably be, because, like, if you really think about it, like, is he going to have, are we going to have, like, him take off his mask anytime soon, or, like... Like, we've seen it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know what you're saying. Like, we know what's going on over there. Like, we don't need to... Like, oh, unless no, they're doing a full, like... like, unless they're doing, like, a full Deadpool movie, I doubt we're going to need him, like back 
Well, and really, do you need him in other stuff? Like, yeah, we'll probably do like X Force. <laughs> do you need him in X Force? I yeah. mean, I don't know. He's important in X Force. You gotta have plus his suit. You get a change in suit design. It looks cool. That's true. You do the, the colored suit there. But yeah, like you don't like he doesn't really need to show up at all. But just like, just have him. You know, it's just interesting and fun. Like yeah, again, I, that's the like he can show up in his movie and then like, I don't know, one scene in an Avengers or something or a cut scene or something. Like, yeah, it's like he doesn't need to be anywhere. He's not like MCU relevant. He's not like Thor or something. Right. That's a fair point. But if you put him in stuff, people are going to be really excited about it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything if you if you turn around and you're like, "Hey, uh Wolverine or Ryan Reynolds, like either one of them." You show that cameo in the previews, the L people are going to lose their minds. Yeah, they're going to be like, "Oh my god, he's in it." Or just even for, like their voice for a second. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> it's you know Deadpool. We... It's Deadpool freaking out over the Avengers. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, if you go back and watch like those first set of X Men movies, they have not aged well. No, like the clothes, even like it's not good. Well, like how old? Like they're pretty old at this point. Like twenty years ago. Almost. Longer because I think the first one's like 98 or 99. Oh man, that's rough. Like 23, 24 years, almost 25. That's crazy to even think about. It. Like, we haven't had a new X Men in how long? I know, right? Well, no, because they just did the well, yeah, they did the other, the other set, but like, yeah, now we could have mainline, now we could have another set of X Men. <laughs> are, they're on our third set of X-Men that's kind of a weird thing to think like we are all, like potentially we are on our third set of X-Men fourth if you include the animated series Ooh. which they are bringing back oh man I, I really hope they just bring back the exact same show well it, it is the 90s version so that is the talk that's hilarious and I, they're trying to recast mostly original voice actors I read an article about where some of them aren't coming back for whatever reason, but for the most part, most of them are. That's kind of nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird thing to think about, too. Like, uh, hey, remember the right, show you are... did 30 years ago? I need you to come back for it. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's... But that's all of it, right? Like, that's how all of, all of this nostalgia stuff kind of is. Like, well, think about these Spider-Man villains. Alfred Molina was never, like, an athletic guy. And they're like, hey... You want to come back and do some more supervillain work? Like, <laughs> I mean, he's got yes. Doc Ock arms. He doesn't have to do a whole lot. I think that was almost the sell for him. Was like, really, you're going to stand around a lot? But like, he's never had like, he's never been a big guy. Not like in shape. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, he's a he's a he's a dorky scientist. He doesn't have to be like buff, <laughs> right? And honestly. You know, thinking back over the movie, they don't show his body very much in this movie. I mean, he's in, like, ironically, he's in better shape. Like, looking back at Spider-Man 2, he's in better shape now than he was back then. Yeah, he's smaller, that's for sure, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, uh, you're too young to remember this, but 
when when they talked about casting him as Doctor Octopus, some people were kind of like, "That's a really unconventional choice." But the first Spider-Man series was all about like being unconventional and like how they did stuff. Well, I mean, um, and if you look at if you look at Doc Ock and some of his, his like early appearances with like the bowl cut and like he's got the belly, like yeah, he's he, not like a fit guy. <laughs> well, and I was sort of leaned on like the arms do like the arms are what makes him special, right? Like especially in the comic books, they were big on that. Like, uh, he's not super. Um, <laughs> which is kind of a nice way to say, like, yeah, he's a big flabby piece of crap, but uh, he's got two arms. Really sick robo arms. Oh man, do you lift, bro? No, no. they do. <laughs> These crazy prehensile AI arms, dude. Right, and then they were like, but when they cast him as the first Spider-Man, um, Sam Raimi talked about how he's. He's built like a classical wrestler. And I was like, mm, I think he just means he's fat. <laughs> a bit like, rotund. Like, I'm a fat guy. I feel fine saying he's fat. Like, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's just jump out here because we've gone way over. When we come back, we got a lot more up late with Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. What's up, Night Owls? Corey DLG here. Wanted to make sure you guys know about the weekly schedule of The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more right up there at 525 Woodland Square, Suite 130 in Conroe. Every Monday, they're painting miniatures, and on Tuesday, they're rotating between Digimon or Dragon Ball. On Wednesday, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! On Friday, they do casual Star Wars play of almost every type of game, including Legion and X-Wing Fighter, and of course, Magic the Gathering and Warhammer on Saturdays. Make sure to go to The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more, where all the nerds hang out. Hey, Night Owls, if you're looking for something to do this week or this weekend, make sure to check out False Idol Brewery, 7924 Maplewood Avenue in North Richland Hills. They got 20 beers on tap, three to six beers available in various packages to go, including wine, ciders, and kombucha. They're open seven days a week, opening every day at 11 a.m. and closing at 11 o'clock on Friday and Saturdays, and then open 12 to 9 on Sunday. Go hang out right there at False Idol Brewery, 7924 Maplewood Avenue, North Richland Hills. Up late with Nerd Thug Radio, this is Cordial Jean with me as usual little brother Nico. That's me. All right. And, um... We can mention a couple of things that are coming up. We, we don't. We can't stay on Spider Man forever and just spoil everything. Um, Spider Man, go Spider Man, <laughs> go watch Spider Man, please. Every, I mean, listen, coming coming into the new year, we will be talking about Spider Man. So people, you know, if you, but they are already releasing promo images and stuff like that that are spoilery. Um, I think I just saw that they're about to do like a. They've already passed a billion dollars, so they're going to do another round of TV ads probably. And those are probably going to be spoilery. So, you better watch it now before you get spoiled. Yeah, if you're trying to save something from Speederman, uh, you, you you're, you're running out of time. Um, but also another movie news, another entertainment news: the new trailer for the Bat for Batman dropped. Um, <laughs> this movie looks crazy dark. First of all, before we get into the trailer, this movie just looks insanely dark. Kyle, what are you? What are your thoughts on this movie so far? Uh, this is definitely like I, I agree. Like if you're talking about just like color palettes, like the way everything looks, yeah, it it's super dark. Um, well, something interesting, you know, to set the tone, right? Like, so I, I, this is gonna be like the darkest Batman movie <laughs> I've ever had, I think. Which is kind of weird to think about, but 
I, I guess it's kind of the direction DC wants to move in, except not really because Suicide Squad was like funny. No, I think I really do think what they're doing is letting each of these movies stand alone. Because they're, keep in mind, in the Flash movie, all the casting is that Ben Affleck has ca- uh, Ben Affleck's already commented on it, so it's confirmed that Ben Affleck is reprising Batman, and Michael Keaton is allegedly reprising Batman, both in the Flash movie. That's right. We're getting Flashpoint, so it's going to be one of them's going to be Thomas Wayne, probably Keaton. Uh, you know, actually, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I know that's what Either. everyone thinks. I, I, I'm now of the opinion. It's just both Batmans. Yeah, I think they're just going to be. I think Flash is going to be moving between realities, and they're both going to be Batmans. I mean, that's probably true. I just, it, it just makes more sense for one of them to be Thomas Wayne because Thomas Wayne was also older. Yeah, or to have Michael Keaton do like the Batman Beyond thing with like a, a Terry. Uh, whatever, yeah, like McGinnis, Terry McGinnis. But um, I mean, either one of those would be fantastic. Like, to see. I I'm just... still of the opinion that they should have done a Batman Beyond movie instead of another Batman movie, or instead of a Flash movie with Michael Keaton. Like, yeah, that does that does feel particularly misguided. Like, <laughs> how did we get there? Are we going backwards? <laughs> like, next we're gonna we're next we're waiting for like. <laughs> We're bringing back Adam West, guys. Even though, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that would uh, that would be impressive. They're just gonna use his likeness. They're gonna put his bat suit in there. Well, I mean, somehow uh, Carrie Fisher was Princess Leia for a whole extra movie after she died. So that is true. That is true. I I did not <laughs> instead of letting her die in the movie where she should have died, where she had a scene where potentially she died, like. I don't know, like they blew her into space, and I was like, "Oh, that's how they kill her." Oh, and then they were like, "No, she has superpowers." What? It's not even the fact that I'm mad about the superpowers. It's like you had the opportunity, and you just you just left it alone, and now it's complicated. And then, like, you had just, and you know, they must have spent a fortune like creating that digitally. Like, there's no getting around that. They spent a fortune. To digitally put someone into a movie that that at that point people were kind of uncomfortable with the idea of even, yeah. Strange choices all around. Star Wars doesn't make any sense. It's fine. Well, and it's almost like okay, they're just going to ignore the last trilogy and they'll just keep going backwards. They 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 clearly are. Like the Book of Boba Fett probably doesn't even reference anything. L- let me ask you this though, realistically, like. The studio gets out of casting and paying for another actor. Now they had to pay a fortune in digital editing, but like digital editing doesn't get points on the back end or anything. You know what I mean? So like, doesn't it almost seem like they like robbed somebody of money? Like, or did money go to the estate? You know what I, I mean? Think, like, I think that's what they did because uh, I know one of the other actors is like the. Had, had already passed, so they put him in the movie, and everyone's like, oh, that's kind of nice. And they ended up paying, like, the family or whatever for his likeness. Okay. So, I mean, it, it it's precedented in the same series, so. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, I was just curious, like, thinking about that as we're, as we're talking about it, like, 
what is even the benefit of doing it? Like, what was the gain? But I don't know, man. I don't know. It's okay. Uh, it was a Star Wars movie to subvert expectations. Uh, A.K.A. It's a Star Wars movie that's only okay on the first rewatch, and then every other time is progressively more terrible. I know this is unpopular, but I honestly... I only barely like the original trilogy, so like... I'm trying to figure out when Star Wars was like, you know how there's a certain campaign that says make something great again. Like, when was the first time for Star Wars? <laughs> I mean, I like all the I like all the like legend stuff. I do too. Like, I like the lore a lot more than I like most of the movies that have come out. Which I mean, like, fair. I agree with that. I just think people are more attached to, like, you know, it's like the classic, like, hero's journey. Like, that, the world's cool. I don't know, man. Like, some of the characters are, like, cool, like... But the prequels are so bad. Well, yeah, but everyone knows that. Like, no one's under the assumption that the prequels are good movies. Okay, but walk yourself through this. The last six movies you make are garbage, and it's still a good franchise. Like, how? Where did we get there? It's a beloved franchise. Doesn't mean it's good, Corey. Two different things. That is that is accurate. It is beloved. That is with that. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Just because you like it, it doesn't mean it's good. Those are not necessarily the same things. Also, do you think like just looking at it separately, organically, do you think it's a, a little in a like money grabby that they release so many uh like versions of uh of the movie over time like the original trilogy uh i'm sure that i'm sure there was 12 versions that were released over time i'm sure that's just due to the fact that like like things just would you know like oh we got to reprint the movie and it's like well we have opportunity to adjust it or whatever because i know george lucas was like a weird tinkerer guy and he kept adding stuff to the movie <laughs> yeah he did and he even like he would go back and digitally create like you know like he'll make like a you know oh here's a computer animated alien that wasn't in the original but like well like so so, so I, I like job I was originally in um a new hope and that scene gets cut and there's a it's a scene between him and han solo where han basically he's like hey han don't forget you owe me money bro um uh, and han solo's like yeah, yeah yeah i got your money like i'm gonna i'm doing a job and when i'm done with the job i'm coming back with your money and and uh job that's like you better bro and uh but he's not they got cut from the original movie and so then when they re-release like it the fifth or sixth time they re-release it they put that scene in, but originally in that first movie, Jabba the Hutt was cast as a guy, like a just a guy who looks like he's a Renaissance Festival king. Now Boba Fett is standing next to him, which is kind of cool. Um, but then they turn around and they turn that into uh, they CGI the guy into the, like Slug Man again. You know what I mean? Yeah, stuff like that. I don't know. I just feel like it. It felt kind of. I, that, I think that's more George Lucas's fault than like Star Wars's fault. Oh yeah, probably no for sure. But I mean, he was Star Wars. He was the owner back then. 
yeah i'm just saying that like that's the reason there's so many versions of that movie like but but doesn't that feel slimy like i mean yeah but like it's not like you had to buy every version of it but you knew you were like if you were a fan of it you were gonna buy every version of it yeah but that's not necessarily true most people who are fans of star wars only like they're not super fans of star wars they're not like I own every single Boba Fett collectible on the planet. They're like, no, I I I own every Star Wars movie, and I own this version of them that I bought in 2006. The end. I hope you're right about that. I know I'm right about that. Oh, confidence! All right, we're about to break. When we come back, we got more, and I guess we'll go back and maybe talk a little bit more about the Bat and the Cat trailer and all that. Um, thirty seconds. We spent thirty seconds on it. <laughs> We nailed it. Uh, we'll be back with more Nerd Thug Radio. Corey DLG here of Nerd Thug Radio. Wanted to let you guys know about Dragon's Lair, Houston North, right there at 21151 State Highway 249, Houston, Texas, 77070. The Dragon's Lair's got a full range of comics and games, as well as comics, graphic novels, manga, and one of Houston's largest selections of board, card, and miniature gaming. That's Dragon's Lair right there at 249 in Luetta Road. Come hang out. Let them know Nerd Thug Radio sent you. Gigi and Mama Mary here from Paranormal XL Podcast. If paranormal is your gig, then our podcast is for you. We cover haunted locations, paranormal history, Bigfoot, and sightings all the way to alien. And everything in between. We are Paranerds. We also put a splash of spiritual topics in. Hey, if you have any paranormal stories or experiences that you want to share, email us at paranormalxl at writeme.com. Find the podcast on any podcast or music app you use. Follow us on social media at paranormal xl hey night owls Corey dlg of nerd thug radio wanted to tell you guys about skg retro gaming letting you relive the retro experience for two different price options over 2500 video games for 199 or over 7000 video games for 299 this lets you relive your childhood video game retro experience all right there at the pleasure of your fingertips all in one device Check out SKG Retro Gaming today. This is Corey DLG, and we are back with Nerd Thug Radio. And with me, as always, is little brother Nico. Uh, and before we jump into anything, I do want to remind everybody to check out the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More Roku page. Make sure to go watch all the different content they post up. They put different, like, box breaks and different things like that. They always do little, little skits. They talk about upcoming comic books. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Um... All right, so we'll spend a few minutes here talking about the bat and the cat. So we talked about how we really think this is going to be a super, super dark movie, tone-wise. This trailer definitely feels like the most, like, not levity to it, but, like, it's definitely not the darkest trailer they have. It feels flirty, right? Like, they're definitely going to play up this romance between the two of them. Yeah, but also, like, this feels... Like as, as weird as it's gonna sound, but this feels more like a Batman trailer than the other ones have. Yeah, you know, you know, you're not necessarily wrong. The other ones have kind of felt like, you know, when there's like a really good murder mystery murder movie, like an Angelina Angelina Jolie bone collector type movie, where you're like they're solving some sort of crazy murder, mm-hmm. um, or chasing like a, a creepy serial killer type guy. You're right, like those, it, 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 it seemed like one of those type of movies. Um, 
this one doesn't feel as much like that. Although it does kind of hint that there's a lot going on. What do you think, like, in the trailer, it mentions that Alfred was keeping a secret, um, that the Wayne family is involved in stuff. Do you think they're going to do, like, Court of Owls and all that? I mean, there's definitely potential for it. Also, like, this is like a weird, this is a super weird Riddler. <laughs> Man, this Riddler looks really, like, dark, like, messed up, right? Like, he kind of looks like Husk a little bit. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I can see that. And like, I don't know why, but okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm also unclear on on some of the choices that are getting made, but I think the movie will explain a little bit of it. It might even just be something as simple as like he wears all that plastic and all that because he's trying not to leave evidence. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, who knows? It might be the Riddler, but it really is Husk. Who knows? <laughs> Right. But wasn't Husk like Bruce Wayne at one point? Like, I don't know. Like that's why no, I'm like, you're saying gets... Husk. You should be saying Hush. Hush, my bad, not Husk. Hush. Husk is the X-Men. I, for a minute, for a second I knew you were talking, and then you kept saying it. I was like, wait, does he mean the X-Men? What's happening here? No, um, Hush. Uh he impersonated Bruce Wayne to get close to Catwoman and then he put a bomb in her heart or something. Who knows? That may be where we're going. <laughs> Catwoman's in this movie. It's true. That is true. Okay, so let's think about this. So Catwoman has been in each of the Batman franchises now. It's the third Uh, time. Because Ben Affleck never had his own Batman movie, so we're not going to count that. Yeah, he doesn't count because he's never had a solo movie. This was supposed to be his solo movie. Right, this was supposed to be his movie originally. Good lord. Um... Man, what do you think Ben Affleck's Riddler Catwoman would have been like? Oh, I don't know. I would have been. I would have been there for that. Like, tell me just, more, Bruce. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just weird. I don't. I hate like everything about the DC universe for the most part. Just the way that they keep recasting everything. Well, like, because nothing feels consistent. They like. Oh, we really care about Cyborg. Just kidding. We no longer care about Cyborg. You know, I think I well, think Flashpoint's that... a good idea. See, okay. The thing with Cyborg is I think he really kind of... I think he shot himself in the foot pretty big time. He basically proved that you typically don't get to sue your employer and stay at your company. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, like, he only made his situation worse, for sure. But, like, I'm just talking about, like, in terms of, like, leadership... Well, I mean, you can't. I mean, it changes everything when there's a lawsuit, right? Like, like let's be like. I always think about this in workplace situations where someone is like, "Your boss isn't allowed to do that." Like, that's against the rules. But like, okay, but what are you going to do about it? Unless you're prepared to lose your job and be a whistleblower and sue, and then have to explain this to your next employer why you're suing your previous employer and you don't recommend calling them for a reference, like, um, you know what I mean? Like, you're. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you're, like, genuinely, like, if you genuinely believe what you're, what is happening, like, you should, like, by all means should be, like, no, I did the right thing. I was being, you know, discriminated against or whatever Yeah, the, yes, the situation yes, would be. You should always speak up for yourself. I, I don't want to, I don't want someone listening to this to feel like that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is what the real world does to you in those situations, though, 
isn't like this supportive environment. Like once he did that, he was never going to be cyborg. Just like when Scarlett Johansson sued Disney, she's never going to be Black Widow again. Like that's done. Well, Even though yeah. they did settle it, and everyone says it was amicable, amicable, I don't believe for a second we're ever going to see Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow ever again. We're just going to get a terrible scene where it's like, oh no, Black Widow died at the end. Well, I mean, she technically already did die. Oh no, she's dead forever. I mean, I, I, that's to me, I think that was one of the reasons she felt comfortable suing, is like, her character dies in Endgame, they just did her solo movie, they didn't honor the contract, and she has two choices. She can roll over and take it, or not. But even if she takes it, it's not like they're going to make it up to her later. What are they going to do with it? be like, she's dead. So... You're kind of out of places to go if you're her, but you also you know your character isn't coming back, so it's okay. Yeah, but like Cyborg fair. was supposed to be the model of the frame, like he was supposed to be the face of that. According to Zack Snyder, Cy- the, the the franchise was built around Cyborg, which whatever man should have been a Teen Titan, anyways. Well, and also, and I don't want to would have made it more relatable. <laughs> I also have an issue with, I feel like part of his problem is that there was a change in in leadership, and he didn't like how Joss Whedon directs those movies. Now, I know everyone's saying that, like, oh, he's a mean director or something, but no one in the MCU has had that same complaint. Um, yeah, we talked about this a long time ago. Yeah. Like, you know, he was, he directed what? Two of the Avengers movie, or just the one? So you directed the first two? Yeah. And none of them were like, oh, dude, he was terrible. And and, and, our, and of everyone, Robert Downey Jr. has carte blanche to do and say whatever he wants about the Marvel franchise because he is, like, he was always untouchable. After, after that first movie, he was always going to be untouchable. So I, I, I wonder how much the Ray Fisher thing is just a matter of the two directors have completely different styles. Like Megan Fox hated working for Michael Bay, but Michael Bay essentially made her career. And when she was at a lower point in her acting career, she went back to making Michael Bay movies. Um, it also just might be the fact that like, you know, if you're, you know, if, if Zack Snyder's like, no, this is like easily the key, this is the main character of this movie. Yeah. And then, and then Just Whedon goes, disagrees. Yeah. He goes, no, I don't think that should be true. Like yeah, if I'm you're gonna Fisher, be mad. Yeah, of course I'd be mad. But would I be sue the studio and accuse them of a bunch of stuff, Matt? And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The investigation didn't really pan out in his favor. Like they said that yeah, everybody was kind of a jerk to him, but it all they didn't make it seem like it was the same thing that he was saying. That's well, just because, uh, unfortunately, being salty is not uh not illegal. Well, no, no, it's not. And honestly, tough working conditions in movies is not uncommon. So, you know, they're trying to get everything done under these big budgets, and there's a lot happening. Like, I think it's because he was a stage actor before, and now he's like trying to make it in the movies, and they're just mean to him. And he's like, oh, "Why is everybody so mean to me?" <laughs> Maybe you think he's just too like a little bit of a drama queen. Well, like if this was supposed to be your big moment, right? Like. You're going to be the main character in the Justice League movie. And then someone else is like, oh, just kidding. The guy who promised you that is now leaving. So that is no longer the case. 
I will say that, like, that always leaves a salty taste in my mouth when, like, oh, the guy who promised you that doesn't work here anymore. And it's like, uh, it's not, and it's not even like you're not in it, like, you're just no longer the main character. Well, like, just even like a normal job, like a normal person. Like, uh, your boss promises you. We're going to go far, kid gets fired. Well, yeah. You can still be there if you want. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh, did he promise you this position? Well, he isn't here anymore. So. Yeah, a lot of Ray Fisher's life changed, much like Zack Snyder's, with, with Zack Snyder's daughter's suicide, and suddenly all these different things happen, and, like, Ray Fisher's career is greatly different. Um, yeah, I, I... Yeah, I, I... I guess my biggest issue with everything that came out of it from, from his side is that I, I don't feel like a lot of it was corroborated in the investigations and reports. And, you know, people can say whatever they want about that. Well, obviously, because of blah, blah, blah. And they might be right, but it didn't seem to back up what he was saying. Right. I don't know. Maybe. Um, Although the kids in the shows do say that Joss Whedon was terrible. But it's like, well, that was 30 years ago. Like, you're just not saying it. Like, Yeah, and also, like, 30 years ago. And he probably was, what, 20-something when he directed those? Yeah, and there's probably a lot of pressure to put that show together. I know it sounds like we're excusing the behavior. Uh, if if in fact it was terrible, like actually terrible, like I have, I've had real world jobs. They're not like I've had jobs that were actually terrible, and I've heard of people who've had worse jobs, and I've said to them like, you know, OSHA is a thing, right? Like, um, so if you're if the jobs were really that bad, then I don't want to belittle it. But I don't know that I that I I don't know that I buy that it was that bad or were they just young and it was hard, therefore now that they're older they complain about it. The cir- the circumstance seems to point the direction of he is probably harder on his crew. But that's because he has probably has a very specific vision, which a lot of directors have. Yeah. And it might, and that might be the case. You might be saying it exactly right. Um, man, we're like way over here. All right, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back. We probably have like a minute of Nerd Thug Radio left. This is Corey DLG, and with this usual, is little brother Nico. Hey guys, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, letting you guys know about Dragon's Lair's gaming schedule. Every Monday, they've got Magic the Gathering Commander going on. And on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, they have Dungeons and Dragons. That's what I get down on. Uh, Warhammer on Fridays, as well as Friday Night Magic. Every Friday, as well as monthly tournaments. Dragon's Lairs, where nerds go to get their game on. Right there, Luetta and 249. 211-51 State Highway, 249, Houston, Texas, 77070. Hey, Night Owls. Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Wanting to remind you guys about False Idol Brewery. Right there at 7924 Maplewood Avenue in North Richland Hills. Dallas is a brewery that focuses on creativity, consistency, and quality. They've got events going on all week. They've got Fill the Fridge Mondays with 15% off to go and $4 off of flights until 3 p.m. Thursday night trivia and Friday night special beer releases. Make sure to get out to False Idol Brewery in North Richland Hills today. Welcome back to Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. I'm Corey DLG and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Yep, And we are doing the quick wrap-up. Like I said, we went way over today. We had a lot of fun, though. Uh, we want to make sure we wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy whatever you celebrate. 
enjoy it. Enjoy your time with friends and family if you can. If you're not able to, due to all the different things going on, we're thinking about you. Um, make sure to reach out to friends and family. Do the Zoom thing. I know it's nowhere near as fun. It can be a little hard, but it's better than nothing. Um, just call it. People like calls. Just call somebody. Wish you know, them a happy new year. Everyone does talk a tough game, but people do like a good phone call. You're not wrong about that, bro. Um, everyone have a great new year. We're going to come back strong. 2022 is the year of Nerd Thug Radio. Everybody get ready because we're going to be everywhere. We're going to be like uh, like a rash, but fun. Ooh, I, I don't think there's a, a lot of good words for those. A fun rash? Yeah, we can, you know what? We can we can start it, and then they can name it after us later when they discover it. Uh, we could be like one of those cool people with a disease named after them. Oof. Is that not a good, like, I always wonder if that's supposed to be an honor or an insult. Do they ever ask the person? Like, let's say we do get an experimental disease of some kind, and later on they're like, you've got the De La Guardia. Like, do we have a say in that, or... Is it just forever De La Guardia? Like, is it supposed to be like after the person discovers it, or is it like does like is there like a, is there like a vote? Well, I assume like I assume Parkinson's is based on the patient. Not, I mean, did Doctor Parkinson discover it, or did Steve Parkinson get it? I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. I know, I'm like, a... I know you can like name stuff when you discover it in science. Well, yeah, but like I thought that was like animals and stuff. I don't think you would. Do you name? Was there a doctor gonorrhea? Potentially, I don't know. I don't know, man. All right, we're gonna ponder these questions into the new year, and uh, hopefully, you won't, or maybe you will. Hang out with us and find. Uh, we'll be back next week, and as always, enjoy yourselves, enjoy your holidays, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. This is Nerd Thug Radio, wishing everybody a happy holidays and a happy twenty twenty one, and wishing you the best twenty twenty two possible. We'll see you next year.